Save your munitions, Carol. Our friends have arrived. Welcome to Fear Me. Fear Me. Hi, I'm Kim. Stuart. And Scott. Welcome to another episode of the Fear Me podcast. This is episode 93. All right. Inching closer to 100. Yay. So what are you drinking? What am I drinking? Wow. Well, I tell you what. I decided to delve into the latest Sweetwater that came out. Oh, what's that? You're taking our stuff away. It is called Triple Tail. Oh, uh, that's not the latest. Well, it's the latest one I got. Oh. <laughs> Tropical India Pale Ale. Um, yeah, it's pretty good. It's very dry. It's it's oh, drier really? than most of theirs. Yeah. Um, but it's it's good. It's good beer from out, out of Atlanta, your neighborhood. Yeah, I think we've done Triple Tail before. I really like that one. Well, what are you drinking? It's a good summary beer. I'm drinking a kind of a weird one. Ripple German Ale from Beaver Island Brewing. Yes. It's very light and eh, it's all right. Beaver Island, where's that? It's uh, Minnesota. Minnesota. St. Cloud, is it, Minnesota. Is it an ale or is it a lager? I'm trying to remember. I, I had that one. It is an ale? Yeah. You can yeah. buy that one up one. at uh, Beaver Liquors up in Minnesota. <laughs> up in Minnesota. Yeah. It's wicked good. <laughs> yeah, sorry, that was a little... To Massachusetts there, I guess. Yeah. I have uh, Red Hair Brewing, Marietta, Georgia, uh, which we've had a lot of the Red Hair stuff before. Some of theirs have been okay. This one's actually pretty good. It's um, the Gem City Classic Craft mm. Light Lager. But they so what do you uh, think? It's good. I like it. Yeah. But, hey, I like the Look loggers. You can. Yes, you do. Ooh, I don't like that one. <laughs> you don't like yeah, I that? I think it's good. Maybe well, not after the German. Not after, yeah, not after the uh, Beaver Island. So, let me ask you this. Big episode this week. The Damned. What did you think, Kim? Yeah, so we're covering The Walking Dead Season 8, Episode 2, The Damned. I liked it. There was a lot of action, very little talking, but I really liked it. And I don't, it didn't even seem like a, like the type of episode where it's just like a placeholder, Mm -hmm. you know? Like, mm-hmm. I felt like it, it served its mission, and... It needed to happen this It way. needed to yeah. happen. Well, yeah. yeah, the war needed to be all out. I mean, it, it needed to extend for a long time, but I kind of had similar feeling. And in fact, I think one of the listeners wrote in and said, why are people complaining? They've been complaining about this thing needing to start up, and there's too much dialogue. We need to be fighting, and now, you know, there's no dialogue, and everybody's fighting the entire time. I was actually feeling the same way when I was watching it, though, like, that it was just like man, there's way too much shooting going on. Like, what's going on? Like, <laughs> No way. Uh, well, you know what the thing was for me a little bit was that it was so focused on these people shooting, all of them, that it was like, man, these people are very uncomfortable with weapons. <laughs> yes. So I think it just made it much more apparent that they didn't really know what they were doing with weapons, which isn't, not, isn't necessarily bad because a lot of the people that were fighting did not necessarily go out and fight all the time. So, 
Oh, absolutely. But absolutely. like Aaron seemed like really uncomfortable. Yeah. Me. Well, he's one of those guys that doesn't fight. Well, they, you know, there was a lot of bullets flying and and not a lot of people getting hit. Yeah, there's that by too. those bullets flying. But uh, a lot of people um, looking over cars. Like, yes. oh, I see you over there. Yeah. You're five feet away. Oops, I missed you. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I thought it was a fantastic episode. Uh, it was a lot of fun. It was. Uh, I was. I was really pleased with it because, you know, there, uh, The Walking Dead tends to uh, have a you know a big action filled episode, and then it's then the next episode's like a, uh, um, you know, a come back to earth episode, and and it's very light or 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 just focused on one or two characters, or whatever. This thing was just still a continuation of the all out war, and uh, and I liked the way it was spread around the uh, what was it four groups. Three groups, mm-hmm. yeah, right. Yeah. Three groups, and um, it, and very well balanced in that respect. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, it got confusing a little bit there, but if you did it to me, it did at the beginning. But you really had to focus on like who was with who and fighting who, and like where the different factions were, building wise. And then it kind of clicked. Well, and yeah, I mean, there's kind of the other things that have been happening in the world that we don't really necessarily know about, like the saviors having full control of the satellite station again. And there's, I mean, we never really heard that that stuff was happening, but you kind of assume, oh, yeah, well, they took it back over after there was the big fight. Sure. And, yeah. and now they've got the mode of walkers and stuff like that. But yeah, yeah I mean, it's cool. It's uh, like the prison. Yeah. But uh, starting out with, um, who is it? The savior Mara? Yeah. Who was talking on the walkie-talkie? Yeah, like right before they—that was a very cool scene. I thought because mm-hmm. it's like all of a sudden she's, she's just like lock the stair, all the stairwells, lock all the floors. Yeah, because she couldn't reach any of the the uh, outer lying scouts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But did something tip her off that something was happening? Because she kind of like looked off in the distance and then called her guy it, on the walkie-talkie. I think walkie-talkie. she felt it was a little too quiet. I think it was something set off her radar. Well, because no one was answering her. Well, right. no, she looked no, even in the before that. first and right. then called her guy on the walkie-talkie and he didn't answer. And then she called somebody else and he didn't answer. Mm. So it was like something tipped her off that things yeah, weren't quite right. She was calling Little Roy, I think. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, but you're right. I mean, she, she, she was talking to the one guy that she sent back into the building or whatever. And she turned around and you could see she was kind of like, huh, yeah, something's it's not weird. right here. Way yeah. too quiet, uncomfortably right. quiet. Yeah, and yeah. then so she started calling, and then that's when she was not getting reaching anybody on the outside. That's because Morgan was like killing all the birds. <laughs> he could have been. Morgan was on fire this week. <laughs> he was back to Mister Clear Morgan. Holy cow, man! Yeah, he, he was, was ruthless. Crazy. He could he care was. less. Uh, I still don't uh, quite understand though why they were not firing at those guys in the room <laughs> when they got gunned down. <laughs> You mean Morgan and those two guys? Yeah. Morgan well, they take out gang. the one guy, and then all of a sudden it's like everything just jams because then there's like a whole group of them just standing there and they're not yeah. firing at them. Yeah, that was. Yeah, no. That was kind of odd. Yeah, it was kind of odd. Um, so, but, okay, does does Eric get killed? We don't know. Mm, we, we don't, don't know. see. By no. the end of the episode, we don't know. No. Okay, so he's no. shot, and you're like, mm-hmm. yeah. Aaron's freaking it looked out. Ba- it, it looks bad. I, I mean, we, we called a long time ago that we thought Eric was not going to be lasting. Yeah. He lasted a lot longer long. than we thought. Yeah. yeah. That's because he was never on camera. Oh. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> He's off doing the blue man group. Yeah, we had to have something. We had to have something that would make uh, Aaron a little more dark. You know, him have to have some kind of a strat- or uh, tragedy. 
Yes, things have gone too well for him. Everything's always worked out. Yeah, other than getting his ass kicked a couple times. Yeah. But now Aaron is going to become the leader. Eh, no. no. He did lead that group, though. <laughs> yes. He led that group, uh, you know, after those folks. Yeah, I thought the plan was brilliant to kill some people behind the lines back there and then let them come back and attack the people they had. Mm -hmm. Even though I did think it was a little silly that the, uh, what did we say her name was, Mara? Yeah. Mara, yeah. Mara had to kind of, uh, it, it was almost like she, she had to pull down the fourth wall and look at the <laughs> audience and say, oh, so now the dead are attacking us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was kind of like, uh, why don't you just let us figure that out? Well, actually, the odd part was like once she realized it, she was bitten at that point. Like right when she realized what was going on, she's like, she gets bitten. And, then she's and she didn't dead. even fight for it. No. And she's uh, like, ah, and then just dies. It was kind of a bad death, but yeah, but that was, no, that was hokey. But I, I really liked the way they led up to that though, because several different characters mentioned, just keep them inside and mm -hmm. it'll take care of itself. And Mara was pointing out, why aren't they attacking us? Why aren't they right. pushing us? She said, they're too chicken shit to make a move on us, to advance right. on us. And she was like, go get them. Uh, and then she asked another guy, go go create a hole or make a hole or create a hole or something like that for us to get out. And on the flip side, the Alexandrians were like, just keep them inside and it'll take care of itself. They were just trying to contain them. Yep. It was so it was really cool. Though It's like all part of that plan from last week. The continuation mm -hmm. of, of that plan It was really yep. cool the way they did that. There was a lot of bad shooting going on. That's for sure. Um Yes. I was kind of surprised the saviors were as bad shots as they are. Well, they've all they've all been taking lessons from Rick, I believe, <laughs> from last week. Yeah. <laughs> but I just was kind of like, oh, is everybody shooting over their heads? Um, that one girl died, though, right? The one who got shot in the chest. Um, Francine. Yeah, is it Francine? Yeah. Yeah, from Alexandria. Tobin yeah, got dead. hit, but I think he's all right. We don't know. Didn't Tobin get hit in the shoulder, too? Well, yeah, he got hit in the shoulder. She got shot in the chest, so yeah. it's a little different. Lots of people are down. But, you know, before we get too much into it, the way they opened the episode I thought was very impressive, too. The way um, they did a close-up on each of the characters' faces. And oh, right. I forgot about that Morgan part. and King Ezekiel and Carol, I think it was. Or mm -hmm. no, I think it was just King Ezekiel and Carol were yeah, waking were in up. in the dust. In the dust, yeah, and the smoke bomb had gone off. Mm, right. And they were right. disoriented. I thought it, you know, I, I, I thought it was okay, but I thought it dragged on a little bit too long. I no, I thought like, it was really good because it came full circle. Um, mm -hmm. Everybody looked very introspective. And then it, it, they closed out the episode the exact same way right. with everybody looking very introspective. And everything in between was about, was continuing that theme of um, it's not about you. It's not about Rick. It's about the greater good and sacrificing one for the greater of all mm -hmm. and um and how everyone played into that theme um like tara tara and morgan basically they were like both of them were like we have to get this job done and jesus was more you know um what's the word i'm looking for like more defensive like oh well he, he's more protective of the protective. people yeah i, I mean Life. i thought i thought uh, Jesus was maybe a little bit too much of the pacifist in this thing. And the other thing, too, is, you know, he spent all this time, you know, not killing people, but he started out by gunning people down, getting into the place. I don't know if you remember that at the beginning. I mean, he just walks in there and starts shooting people and dropping them as they well, went yeah. into the place. So it's, it's like Jesus, Morgan, and Rick 
all kind of switch roles in this episode. Whereas mm-hmm. if Rick had been a little bit more passive, the baby's father would have been saved. If Morgan had been a bit more passive um, and more introspective from the very beginning, he would have been um, saving more lives. And then if if Jesus had been more gung-ho, that guy would not have gotten the best of them in Tara, you know? Right, right. So... Well, Morgan was, like, flying through the house of horrors, like, killing everyone that was coming out to scare him. <laughs> yeah, he was. <laughs> and then he yeah, comes he out was. in the bright light, and he can't even see anything, and he's like, oh, you guys aren't killing people. My bad. Yeah. <laughs> like, You've got a job to do. And he does, he even, he's completely confused. He's like, yeah. come on, like, people are telling me to kill? Because he has, like, uh, Rick's mm-hmm. words in his head, you know, yep. like, Rick talking, yep. and and uh, they're like, am I supposed to kill or am I not supposed to kill? Somebody make up your mind. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, you felt, I mean, I felt kind of bad for Morgan at this point. Rick, too, for that for that instance. Um, they were both confused as to what was the right thing to do. Well, Morgan was definitely in, off in Morgan land somewhere because uh, he was <laughs> he was seeing ghosts everywhere. I, I don't know if you noticed it, I, and I don't know if it was on purpose or if it was unintentional, but when Morgan burst into the sunlight, um, the the long haired guy. What's his name? The bad guy. Oh, um, yeah, the one that killed the the young guy. He was teaching. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He says something like, "Oh, killed, I know uh, him." Yeah, he killed and, Benjamin. Right. When yeah. you look over at him the first time, he's carrying an AK forty seven, and then they go back to Morgan, and then you see Morgan's face recognize him, and he walks over to him, and he doesn't have an AK forty seven at that point. So are you saying it was bad editing or I, I don't know. I don't know if there was some some something about his dream state that made him see that or Well yeah, because at that point why would he be holding a gun? Because they've already kind of taken control yeah. of him. So he probably wouldn't have a gun in his hands. Right. Right, it right, right. Make sense right. for him to have a gun in his no, hands. No, no. That's why I'm saying that's why I noticed it. He's standing in front of everybody who's given up and, and mm-hmm. but he's still got an AK forty seven in his hand. Did the guy let me ask you this, did the guy uh when they were meeting at their meeting point, the uh, saviors and the people from the kingdom, um, that guy, when he killed the kid, did did he have an AK-47 with him at the time? No, he was strictly a pistol guy, right? Oh, my gosh. I don't know about he, that. So, yeah, I mean, how did he shoot Benjamin? Well, he shot Benjamin with a pistol. I know that. Yeah. That's what it was. Okay, yeah, so... I don't remember. I don't him remember him ever carrying. Yeah, I don't remember him ever carrying. I a didn't. Rifle. I didn't go back to look at the thing either. I. It seems to me like he was also wearing a different jacket. Hmm. In that image. Okay. Because he had. It was almost like he had an orange jacket, but then in the next one he had a plaid jacket on. So I don't know. It was weird. I have to go back and look at it, it again. Morgan could have been in a dream state. Scott right. could have been in a dream state. <laughs> at this point, absolutely. We have no idea. Absolutely. For sure. Because I didn't yep. notice any of that. Yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty weird. Okay, so um, when Morgan actually says, "I don't die," uh-huh. did you think he was going to die at that point? Yes, <laughs> I was like, I was no. like oh, foreboding. No, I mean, I felt crazy. Morgan's coming. Yeah, not this episode, but in the next couple episodes, he's got to die. If you don't say that and then stay alive, not no, I, dead I, no, there's no way. <laughs> I thought I thought it was a precursor to Crazy Morgan coming out. Yeah, that's what I thought. Um, but, and especially since, um, I, I don't know if you noticed, but he puts his stick down when he put the stick down. I knew he was killer Morgan at that point. Well, he, you mean he put the stick through that one Walker, right? I mean, but, but no, he didn't take it into the compound with him. 
Yeah, oh, I mean, okay. you you literally saw him when they were outside the moat, put his stick down next to uh, up against a tree. Oh, and then, okay. Then yeah. cock his gun and then go in the other direction. So yeah, because at one point, yeah, he he took one guy out and took two guns up. Right. Yeah. And you have like that gun was in inside. each hand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but he had. But Morgan was was killer Morgan at that point. He had left the stick behind and, and symbolism being what it is that was saying that he was not going to be you know taking anybody out in a passive way. Right, and that was cool when those two scaredy cat guys were like, "Morgan, don't you want your? Don't you want mm-hmm. us to help?" And he's like, "No, I got this." And then uh, he's like, "Diane, don't let them shoot a gun or something like that." That was right. funny. Yeah. Didn't you think? Funny? Oh, yes. Funny? Yeah, I don't know funny, but I don't know about funny. I thought it was funny it was because intense. yeah, it was intense. Because, yeah, Jesus but, says if they if they hear a gun, we're screwed. We're not getting in. Yeah. And he, he said, "All right, Diane, don't let." Them. Don't let him hear a gun. Yep. Exactly. I know, but that's like like leading up to Crazy Morgan. Crazy Town's coming. Mm-hmm. Now, here's another thing I saw, and I have no idea if it was intentional or not, but it to me, if it was, it was a really cool little Easter egg thing. Is uh, um, Greg Nicotera is really big on that T-shirt that has, it's uh, based on the old Queen album, mm-hmm. where the, the four faces of of the queen band are on yes, there, but they're right. all walkers. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. When Morgan stops at, you know, when, after those dudes are taken out by the arrows and Morgan is staring at the, uh, at the, uh, walkers inside the moat that are up against the fence at him. Mm-hmm. They were in a diamond formation, just like that. Hmm. Okay. And I was looking at that and I was going, I wonder if Nicotero meant to do that. You noticed the funniest things. Yeah. Yeah, but it was really cool. I mean, I just looking it. at it, I was just thinking, man, that looks like that T-shirt. So of all the different groups, we had three different groups. Four, if you want to include Rick and Daryl by themselves. That is four. Right. That's more of a couple. <laughs> Whatever. Which, like, was there like a certain team you were rooting for or? Definitely the Saviors. <laughs> no, I mean, you mean like what were you were you more interested in seeing one group versus yeah. the other? Yeah. Um, I, I got a little tired of the dialogue with uh, Carol and King Ezekiel. Yeah, the kingdom guys, I think. Yeah, I, running through the woods. The only thing that was, I think, exciting about the kingdom side of it was when the, he he said, oh, well, they know we're here. And this was that was after Shiva kills that guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he was like, well, we're going to keep going. And then I was like, hell yeah. Keep going, because it's like, you know, it's not it's not like we're going and we're completing this one task and then we're heading home. It's like, this is it. We're going to keep moving. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's it, to me, that was like, you know, the kingdom is has been all in on this, but it wasn't like I think that was the first time you see like, OK, they're, you know, they're the backup. They're they're flanking and, and helping out with the, the rest of the fight. If anything, I thought that one scene really was was good because it reminded us that King Ezekiel is just a regular guy. Yes. When, oh, when yeah, when he talking, brings a character. Fake it till you make yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. 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 Right, fake exactly. You make it, fake it until you make it. <laughs> when he broke character and said that to, to Carol, I was like, oh, man, that's perfectly placed. That reminds, <laughs> you know, he's not a king. He's just a dude who's play-acting play a king. Yeah. You know, I laughed a little bit that harder. That sounds exactly like him, too. That's what actor. I was going to say. I right. laughed a little yeah. bit harder at that scene just because I had met him this weekend. And mm-hmm. if you haven't seen my picture on our Facebook page, go check that out. Because right. I got a big hug from Kari Payton and Cooper Andrews, um, who plays Jerry. But that made me chuckle. That was really cute. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I <laughs> thought it was great. Awesome I, you know, and I think... Um, 
that was a, a really cool thing to add in there, so I'm glad they did it. Because I think everybody does need to be reminded every once in a while this guy isn't some lunatic action, acting out a Shakespearean yes. play. Yes. He's, uh, he's got a plan. And and that's what makes him more bearable, whereas Negan mm-hmm. is like, get oh, yeah. over yourself already. Mm-hmm. And with, with, I was getting ready to say Kari, with King Ezekiel, it's like, okay, it's all an act. He knows exactly well, it makes, what he's makes doing. Well, it makes him fun. It makes yeah. him fun. Yeah. You know? And you can understand why Jerry gets is real excited around him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jerry's like, that dude's awesome. That dude's awesome. Dude. Dude, you're awesome. Supposedly, Cooper Andrews, who plays Jerry, had made tons of cobbler to give out. Oh, he did? Yeah. He, he was, was gi- giving some out when I was in he line. He was making it every night before... Um, they would show up at the the con to yeah. to hand out cobbler to people. It was blueberry cobbler. Everybody said it was really good. I saw a picture of him with like twelve pans of cobbler. Really? Was it really? on Twitter or something? Yes. Yeah. It's funny. He's like, oh, I finish the cobbler too. And you know, Cudlets had a whole table of Bisquick again, yes. Yes. as always. Yep. And Ta- Tara um, Alana Masterson got a whole bunch of Twizzlers. Oh, really? Did she? Because she red, hates them. Red vines. Yep. She already said she hated them. Yeah. yeah. Oh. So she was just giving them away, I'm sure. Not so She'd probably give them to Cooper Andrews. He probably hates Cobbler now. <laughs> <laughs> probably so. <laughs> if I smell another Cobbler, I'm going to throw up. <laughs> I'm going to hit you with my battle axe. So I think my favorite group of the all the different teams was the Alexandrians, and specifically Rick and Daryl. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. But I really liked watching the Alexandrians because some of the people that we haven't seen in a while, like Kendrick Green, um, Sonequa Martin-Green's husband, he had a little cameo. Uh Again, I can't remember his character's name. But anyways, um, and then we got to see Eric again. Uh Uh So that's nice to see some of those people coming back. And then, of course, we had the big Rick scene which was fantastic. I loved that entire scenario when he's in the little apartment. Yes, I enjoyed that too, Kim. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, no, I thought it was great. I, I thought that scene where uh, you see the two guys outside the doors and they're talking to someone on the radio and then all of a sudden they're just, Rick takes them out with the gun. You just see the blood splatter on the window. And they yeah, drop oh, out. yes, yes, yeah, the pop, yeah. pop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. That was cool. But yeah, watching their invasion and all that was great. Um, and, you know, I was I was really uh, getting a kick out of watching um, Morgan, though. I mean, Morgan and, yeah. Morgan and his small entourage. And unfortunately, those guys didn't make it. Um, but Morgan doesn't die. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, one of the, the best scenes was when Tara and Jesus confront that one guy. They find that one guy in the room. That's what I was going to ask yeah. you about. Yeah, and he was in the closet and acting like he peed on himself. Yep, exactly. Do you think Jesus exactly. went too far by not shooting yes. him right away? Well, yeah, oh. I mean, he, and there was a, yeah, like Scott said earlier, there was a, a series of instances where he was way too pacifist. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And that was that was where it started, I think. That was the main one. Right. Um, Why but, didn't he kill him versus somebody else? Was it just because he had his hands up? Yeah, yeah, he had given himself up. That well, was that's what he said, didn't he? He said yeah. he said he wasn't yeah. going to kill him because he had he his right, hands he up. He has his hands up, and that's that what he said reasoning. about the group that was outside too. Um, but I did think it was a little bit overdone. He went a little bit too passive. Or, well, uh, there's one thing for not killing the guy, but you got to 
keep your distance. Use common sense. <laughs> well, and, and Tara, Tara was exactly right. I mean, you're in the middle of a, of a firefight. You yeah, can't just you take have, prisoners. Right. Yep. You know, you can't have this guy you're trying to drag around with you while you're in the middle of this firefight. Or, yeah, get on the ground and then tie mm-hmm. him, you know, make him get on the ground and tie him up. Right. Be like, okay, we'll come back for you. But it's not time to be, like, squabbling over what you're going to do with the guy. But we do know, but we do know that there are people with the saviors that are workers that are not yes. there of their own choice. Yep. And they're not taking arms. So, you know, he does have a point. You know, not, they're not all needing to be killed. But then he went into a second excuse of why not to kill him because he, right. he saw that Tara was, he didn't mm-hmm. give a, sh- or she didn't give a shit she was going to shoot at Jesus oh, and when she, Jesus in the way. When that dude crunched the prenatal vitamins. Yes, that was a So uncool. And, <laughs> it, and all I kept thinking was, why would you antagonize somebody who's got a gun in your face? Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean... Well, that's... I mean, that's the saviors, isn't it? I mean, that what they do is antagonize sure, everyone sure. all the time. Yeah, but especially when she's already threatened to kill him. Right, but he's... And not only that, he's not getting out of there with all the Rick's, Richters around there. Um, he wouldn't, it wasn't like he was going to be walking out of there with Jesus. Um, even though I do think he said that at some point, I'm thinking to myself, there's no way in hell you get out of there with Jesus. And, it's, it's just and to terror. push the audience, audience's buttons a little bit more that he should yep. have been killed. Yeah. You know? Yep. And I have a feeling that guy will come back to haunt us. Yeah. Big time. Yeah. Cause they left him tied up. So he's, he's going to be back. Well, I wonder about all the guys that Jesus and Tara just got. That surrendered. I, yeah, I mean, what the hell are you going to do with these guys? Yeah, you can't just march them home. No, you're gonna you're gonna open a prison camp up, then you have to leave a whole bunch of people around to guard them. Right. Okay, so I have a question. Um, going back to Team Ezekiel, remember the walker that they killed out in the forest, and Ezekiel mm-hmm. was like, "What in the hell happened to that guy?" Right. Do you remember he was like coated in like some white stuff? It was almost well, it like, like a s- fungus or something. Uh, or no, I, I think slime. it looked like something had been burned off of him, almost like plastic. Um, I'm wondering if he was one of the one of the walkers that um, that uh, uh, Eugene. Eugene set up with oh, the like one, with like the one metal the smelting. Yeah, with the smelting. Yeah, the, the smelting metal, part had fallen off or whatever. Him. I don't know. I don't it looked like so. he had like it did. I agree with Kim. It looked like he had. Uh, he been eating like uh, powdered donuts. <laughs> well, lots and lots of them. It made me wonder. It was like a because <laughs> you know those guys love powdered donuts. No, like he got into like a bag of flour or something. It looked like, but it was like foreboding. Like <laughs> some. Coke. I wonder if they have been doing experiments of some sort, or like they've got that research well, station some, that they hold. It's something because they made such a big idea, big deal about it. Him stopping and like, what the hell is wrong with that guy? I know. Yeah, so they did. I'm excited. Well, not only that though, I don't think they were going to the research center, were they? They were going to another facility somewhere, you mean the, right? Uh, the kingdom guys? I don't even yeah. know where they were going. But even think, if they weren't going there, it doesn't mean he didn't come from there. Uh, they were no, trying to no, keep well, that no, no, guy that, from right. going somewhere. So where was he going? They were he was to going keep... back to wherever he came from, and that's why I think they were after a third installation or something. Was it the main? But it wasn't the main savior compound. I don't think so. I think okay. they were all going after satellite areas. Okay, that's that's what every one of the group was doing was taking out the outpost. But yeah, not because they were saying the satellite dish place. They were saying don't right. let them get back to the con- to the saviors or to the sanctuary. Yeah, I think if they like they didn't want whatever their target was, they didn't want them getting back to. 
And I don't think the Kingdom guys are going after Sanctuary because that's not enough guys to take on Sanctuary. Right. Um, I think they were going after another outpost, and I think that guy was running back to the outpost, and they were just like, well, we can't let the outpost know we're coming, which ended up happening anyway. I did the kind of think it was funny that when that guy got attacked by Shiva, mm-hmm. there was kind of like this, oh, like nice music playing when like the, the tiger's <laughs> ripping the guy's throat out. Yeah, it was a touching <laughs> moment. Like, don't worry. Our friends are here. Don't worry, Jerry. <laughs> he needed to be eaten. Jerry, pass me some cobbler. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody, we're going to take a break, and we will be back in a moment. All right, we're back. Um, I got Hey, guys, I got a bone to pick. I got a big well, bone to pick. What? Pick it. We, we, have, we have Morgan, you know, going on his shooting spree in the building, and he comes out into the bright sunlight. Yes. And he looks over, and he hears Jared say, hey, I know that dude. Jared, the long-haired dude. Yeah, the okay. one who killed Benjamin, who's standing there. He's um, holding like a subway foot long. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, a little pervert. Anyway, um, <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Okay, Jared got arrested for pedophile. Oh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, it had something to do with the foot long. Oh, yeah, 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 <laughs> it did. Yeah. Anyway, okay. um, <laughs> I, I, I just got to say, there is no way in hell Morgan wouldn't have popped him right. I don't care what you could have said to him. Morgan would have taken that dude out. What did he mean when he said, I know you, did you get transferred over here? Who said that? Jared said that to Morgan. He said something similar, I, something like that. Um, I don't know. I guess he was... He was well, he uh, saw him at the kingdom. Yeah, I guess it was because he was with a different group now. I don't know. Were they kingdom he, people? Yeah, he was with Ezekiel's people. Remember he, he and Carol were holed yeah. up there for a while? No, no, no. What I mean no. is when, when he emerged from the... No, that was, he was no, with that the Hilltoppers. He was right. with the Hilltop folks. Yeah, that's, so that's and, what all of you were saying. He was, he, the guy, Jared, recognized them as being Hilltoppers, and there was Morgan. Mm-hmm. And Jared's kind of like, oh, so you're with this yeah. group now. Right, right. So he's confused that, oh, okay, you guys are working together. Somehow. I don't care what Jesus said to him. There is no way in hell Morgan would have let that guy live. Yeah, especially, yeah because... He wouldn't have even no, listened to him. He would have just walked right up to him and popped him. There's no doubt that he would recognize that as the guy that killed Benjamin, who he right, took especially under his after wing the killing spree him. he just went on. Yeah, I mean, there was definitely. I mean, he was completely confused. He comes out of the tunnel and he sees all these captive saviors uh, behind the hilltoppers, and Jesus kind of standing in front of them, protecting him. Right. So, I mean, he he he's definitely like looking at Jesus in complete confusion, like, "What are you doing?" Right. So he's trying to assess the situation, and then. When Jesus says we don't have to kill everyone or something to that effect, yeah, Morgan's we like, don't kill so them. Morgan said, "Well, what, what do, we do, do we do? Yeah, what right. do we do?" But I, I just don't think it, even that conversation would have even gotten that far. I mean, Morgan's well, then, on a killing spree; Morgan, he yeah, would have well, walked right up to that guy and popped him. What you don't see is then Morgan then kills him. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Right, so it, it probably, yeah, it's probably worked no. itself out. I think we'll be seeing more of Jared. For sure, we'll be seeing more of Jared. Um, Maybe Gavin will come and save him. Uh, my confusion is the fact that Jesus screws up in the complex with Tara, saving mm-hmm. that asshole. Right. And then he comes out to do the exact same thing outside. With a lot more with, of them. Without a question. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, we're saving all these people. And back to your original comment, well, what the hell do you do with them now? 
You can't right. trust any of these people. And they didn't willingly give up. They gave up because all the guns were on them. They had their yeah. guns pointed first. Although that young kid that came out was like, that sounds good to me. Like yeah, he but said, he was you, still, you he still had his, he drew his gun on him first. Yeah. Yes, he did. But he turned right around and was like, guys, put him down, put him down. And like tried to convince him. But yeah, yeah I mean, yeah, again, you can't trust him. I guess, you know, it, it can be said that Jesus was saying to them as they were coming up on it, nobody shoot, nobody shoot. So I guess they were already primed not to shoot. Which is what, uh, what's her name? Was right. it uh, Diane or someone was like, you yeah. know, you know well, what's going to happen. Someone's going to get killed. Right. Yeah. The first person that shoots is going to kill one of our people. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. And that's when Jesus was like, well, let's just hope they don't shoot for my sakes. Well, I hope it's you, Diane. Your smart ass <laughs> <Yeah>. comment. That's <laughs> right. You shut up. Get back of the line. <laughs> Why don't you stand up front, jerk? <laughs> exactly. Trying to lead people here. This one's cannon fodder. Shut up. Um, but yeah, but he, you know, he, he kind of rollerblade gear. I don't know. I I think everybody was so keyed up on the bloodlust. I just can't imagine they would let some guy draw a gun on him and not just blow him away. Okay, I I do have to say something though, because <laughs> Morgan got saved by the rollerblade gear, didn't he? Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. It's, it's, when they shot. Yeah. yeah so he, because he was dead. I mean, he was like, the three of them went down. And in fact, Kim was like, Morgan just got shot. And I was like, Morgan wasn't in that scene. Because yeah, he was, was he, he was in the middle. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden when he got shot, he was on the outside. Yeah. So he was kind of like in the back. No, behind. no, no. He was always on the outside. Because he was in the middle. No, 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 no. He was in the middle talking to them. And then mm-hmm. he moved to the outside right before that door opened. Yeah. Because so remember, they, the one guy was shaking. And the other guy, yeah. the other guy, steadied totally his nerves remember. a little bit. I remember totally, right? Totally. So, I got the best anyway. memory. No, I think the Morgan got winged. You just memory. <laughs> no, I think Morgan best got words. winged, and they assumed he was dead, like the other two. Yeah, but he they just got took saved off by he got saved by those little pad things that they're I wearing. Guess. The I coasters, guess. sports and authority. Stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, sports authority. Exactly. <laughs> 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 They came in handy. <laughs> oh, shopping at Dick's. All right. <laughs> Definitely. Um, Dick's makes good equipment. <laughs> but yeah, that was that was uh, that was that was actually pretty cool because man, that's when uh, he woke up and he was crazy Morgan. Fuck yeah, man! Yeah. And the other guy wasn't dead yet. Did you notice that? Oh right. Oh. Yeah. Um, the guy yeah. who's uh, the guy that uh, Jeremy the Paco, nervous one, the actor. I, th- plays. I thought that was him. Yeah. That was Jeremy Paco. He tweets to us a lot, right? Or have we, has oh yeah, he's he's yeah he's we follow him on Twitter and he's he's liked some stuff. That's oh, about that's it. Cool. I wouldn't get ahead of yourself. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yes, he loves our show and he listens to it every week. Exactly. <laughs> that's great. I wouldn't have uh, subway. But yeah, so that guy was still Jerry. alive though. <laughs> that guy was still alive, laying there on the ground, and Morgan took off. Yeah. Good thing. Can we talk about Rick now? All right. Oh, Rick was in this. We're gonna have to talk about the Rick in the room. The Rickster. Him and he and Daryl going on a rampage, and they, they had some Stooges with them too. The Stooges went somewhere else. Yeah, we don't know what happened to them. Yeah. What was it? What's the deal with them climbing up the elevator shaft? I don't know why they didn't take the stairwell. I'm assuming <laughs> they thought maybe there would be people up there guarding. The tower? Uh, I don't know. I didn't understand it. I mean, it wasn't like they climbed out of the elevator shaft in a quiet way either. <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. Uh, I just got a chuckle to that because 
last thing you see is Daryl going, oh, here's the way up. <laughs> and next thing y'all, you see him climbing out of an elevator shaft. I'm like, yeah. what the hell? Where's the stairs? No, but the scene where Rick, again, is backlit by the sun. I love the way they use the sun with Rick in all these episodes. It's, he's walking down when the he's long, down on the long hallway? The long hallway and the, oh, the lights yeah. behind yes, him and yeah, he's yeah. just silhouetted. He's got like the Charlie's Angel pose with the gun up in the air. I don't think it was the Charlie's Angel pose, but okay, I got you. <laughs> I thought it was really pretty. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. So yeah, they're on the search for the the gun stash. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Yep. Yep. That that um, what's his name told him was there. Dwight. Dwight. Thank Which you. was interesting because um, Daryl was uh, questioning Dwight because he was like, I don't mm-hmm. trust that jerk. Oh, he says he's an asshole. Yeah, he's asshole. an asshole. Yeah. Well, yeah. he doesn't really have a reason to tw- trust him. I mean, no, but Rick Rick defends the guy that Rick doesn't even know. You know, right. he's like, he's like, well, his stuff's been 100% accurate so far, so. Yeah, but now we're talking about the big artillery, the big guns. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the big trap that could be set for Rick. Exactly. Give him his ass kick. Exactly. You can give him enough stuff to make him confident to follow himself all the way down the, the trap. And think about it. If the guns are at the very tip top of this office building, mm-hmm. you know, that makes them a little bit more difficult to access when you actually do need them in a big fight. Yeah, but you you heard you heard Daryl and Rick say that's where I would hide them on the top floor. I know, but I'm not buying it. I don't. I don't think it's. I don't think Dwight set him up. You think Dwight set him up? It's possible. Have they found the guns yet? Negan's gonna pop out with a hot iron and just burn Rick in the face. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Ah! That would look like Dwight. Um, Now I got a twin. <laughs> but twinsies. <laughs> it's time but, for a face off. Never mind. Oh my god. Um Yeah, I mean I I I don't know. I would be amazed if it was a trap set up by Dwight. I, yeah, um, I never I, never I mean they, let's it put was, it this so. way, that trap cost them a lot of saviors. Because his his notes were telling him where all these people were hiding and they were killing them the whole way. So that's a lot of uh pawns to give up for or a bishop. But if you are hiding your guns up there, why would you have one of your men up there with a baby? Well, that's, we don't know. I mean, we don't know if maybe they moved the guns. That was the other thing, too. You know, now, what I, what I would worry about maybe is, is maybe someone has figured out that Dwight's doing this and moved oh, the guns. That's a good point. And now maybe Dwight's in trouble. Because now they're here and all their guys are getting picked off. And how would they know? Right. How, how would they do it so easily? Right. Yeah, and maybe, maybe Negan doesn't doesn't trust Dwight totally. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, we'll we'll find all that out, I'm sure, probably in the very next episode. Um, but either the guns are up there or they got moved. But how... What's the time span we're talking about here? I mean, like, how many... Did it take one day to take out all those guys at the outposts? The lookouts? I think it's is this yeah, day number two or what? Uh, I think it's all like one continuous thing. Yeah, I think they're still like in the pretty much in the first day. Um, I think they're probably in the second two. day because I know Maggie mentioned that when they when they pulled their stunt at the uh, at the sanctuary that it would be a day or two before they figured out if it had been effective. So I'm imagining we're talking about maybe even the next day now that they're going after all the um, outposts. outposts and then. They're going to wait. I think what she's talking about is whatever Negan's reaction is to it. And mm-hmm. maybe maybe How their plan is right. And maybe their plan is 
is to the best way to kill Negan and his people is to draw them out. I don't know. Get them out of Sanctuary. Maybe they're trying to make Negan mad enough that that he will pull his people out of Sanctuary to go after Rick and his folks. Mm-hmm. And then they can do an ambush on them. I don't mm-hmm. know. Well, I don't think I don't think the actual plan, full plan, has has been finished yet. No, I at agree. this point, that's, uh, that's, we still have an episode to see how it all pans out. I still no, think this is not a couple even. Episodes. This is not all out war. I don't think. Really, this is precursor to war. I don't know. I it seems like everybody's involved. Everybody's involved, but I think there's more to come. Just you wait. And we haven't even seen Janice and the trash people. Janice. Well, or Jadis, sorry. Why do you keep saying Janice? I don't know. Well, because like Jadis is too weird. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Let's make her Janice. It's easier to pilot. <laughs> yeah, that's true. We haven't seen that crowd yet. Um, that'll be interesting. I mean, what do you think will... What, what do you think's going on with that group? Do you think they're completely out of it? No. Mm-mm. They're definitely coming back. Jadis is a main player now. Well, she is on the credits. You mean Janice. Yeah, get it right. We're going to start calling Kim Cadis. Don't Kimis. give her respect. No, I think that the other groups are, you know, they're they're shoring up their reserves, getting all the guns ready. They're they're getting ready. It, I mean, you, you're talking about be. the trash people and stuff. Yeah. They're getting ready. I, yeah, I still think those people are probably like scavenging for food and like they, they can give haircuts. two shits about either side. I think they could probably get them to flip back pretty easily i i agree with you i mean i agree with you there Stuart. i think either that or they don't like either side they definitely yeah. don't like negan's side because yeah, i think they're just after that whole scene between them. negan and jadis um i think was telling where mm-hmm. they were trying to negotiate and she backed off so yeah i don't think i don't think jadis's people care to be in in the employ of negan so who knows? I mean, they may not, they may lash out at Negan's people. And I'm sure Kim knows more, but I don't want to ask her. No, I'm not I mean, telling you anything. Yeah, I mean, Kimis? Yeah, Kimis. Okay, but back to Rick and Daryl. Back to Rick and Daryl. Back to Rick and Daryl. Why? What do we got more with Rick and Daryl, Kim? This whole, most of the scenes were about Rick and about yes. his struggle. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, he's like Morgan, just like all out, like get the job done. We've got a job to do, and that is to kill everyone that we come across, ask questions later or not, <laughs> and just get to the goal, the end goal. Right. And, I, I mean, that fight scene was great. I mean, the when the guy attacks him, yeah, when he's looking in the rooms, mm-hmm. um, I thought that was, that was excellent, the way that was carried out. I mean, it surprised me when the guy jumped him. And uh, so it was really interesting to see how all that was playing out. And, and I love how you, you see the grace on his tattoo, and then yeah. like he goes into mm-hmm. the room and grace is on the wall. Well, he even said it when he was strangling him. He said grace. Mm-hmm. And Rick just kept saying no. And then... Um, I thought he said uncle. But that poor baby, like, you know, talk about um, trying to take all these prisoners... And carry them through this fight with you. Now Rick's got to do the same thing with his baby. Well, Rick, Rick left the baby behind. I mean, they when they came back to him, he had left. He was on to another room or something like that. So yeah, I'm but sure it doesn't he mean he's not back. going back for him. No, no, of course, her. of course. But or someone will. But uh, and then that's when he ran into Morales. our surprise guest of the show, Morales. Yes. 
yes. Now, and please remind me. Please remind me, because I was not able to go back and figure it out. Where do we know Morales from? I know he was in season one. Was he with um, with the uh, RV group? Blondie. Yeah, he was at the very beginning of the entire series right. with the RV group, with Dale and um, Amy, right. Andrea, all those guys. Gotcha. And when our group was leaving to go check out Atlanta to find out more information, they were headed to the CDC. Morales yeah. and his wife and their two kids took one of the cars and they said they were going to go to Birmingham to see ah, his sister's, his wife's ah, sister, I think it was. Gotcha. Because they just had to see, they had to know if their family was still alive. I forgot and that part, right. At that point, Morales was a very down to earth, yeah. laid back kind of guy, really, really nice, uh-huh. just a gentleman he was very helpful when when the walkers attacked the rv group um right. he you know, was part he, of that community he was he was definitely a part of that community so now the question is what happened along the way where is his family obviously we can just uh, assume they're dead i and don't know i don't know about he that hooked up with um what's his face with negan yeah yeah i'm not assuming that the family's dead i mean especially well, after they found gracie all we saw was Morales um, come into the room. We don't know anything more than that. Yeah, but he's right. become hardened. Yeah. And not only is he not in Birmingham, but now he's in Virginia. Right. right. So but he may be he, he may there? be protecting his family by joining that group. Mm-hmm. You know. Um yeah, I'm not assuming his family's gone. It'll be interesting to find out what happened to him. Um Was it just him and his wife? Two kids. Two kids. Two kids. How old Boy were the kids? And a girl. They were like, I don't know, it looked like ten eight or nine, and, you know, ten. I don't remember that guy at all. Really? I do remember. I remember him always being in the background in the camps, and he would have a line here or there. But what's unfortunate is that just a couple of weeks ago, that actor started tweeting out, see you on the flip side. Oh, is that why everybody knew it? Everybody knew that he was coming. So that's why it wasn't too much of a shock. I didn't know. Well, I mean, no. I, yeah. It, but I'm not anybody, so fine. I just, whatever. everybody's saying, oh, Morales. Like, yay, that's Morales. Like, people were excited about this guy, and it was like, um, I don't remember him, really. <laughs> well. <laughs> he doesn't impress me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because he didn't really, he, he, there was no real impression. There were even people saying, like, screw Morales. He left to go check on his family. Like, I thought it was, <laughs> I thought it was, I mean, I, I thought it was cool that he showed up. Yeah. I thought that was a neat twist at the end of the and at the end of the episode. It well, is cool, and I think because people knew who uh-huh. he was, I guess. Well, and it was harking back to season one again, like several of the other things had done. It in was this, it was in this kind of cool for me because my wife sitting next to me was like Morales, <laughs> but if I didn't, if she wasn't there, I would have never known who the hell that guy was. But I think that this might, if correct me, people, if I'm wrong, but I think this happened in the comic book. Two. Well, that's what I was going to ask you. Is it does that happen? But oh, really? I was thinking, well, maybe I shouldn't ask you. Are you sure? Because I mean, when Scott Gimple was talking about it, he almost made it sound like, yeah, we pulled this because we wanted to bring some nostalgia back from the first season. Well, that's it what I'm saying. I'm not like sure it came because out of the comic. this definitely happened in a apocalypse book, and I'm trying to remember remember if it was the Walking Dead comic book or if it was another story that I'm thinking about. Um, Kim does read a lot. These but different it ones. could have yeah. been the Walking Dead books where that might have happened. Hmm. Okay, but I'm not sure. All right. Well, I, I just feel like it would be you know it'd be better eight years later if it was some sort of character that made more of an impression. 
than that guy. Well, I think Stewie Stewie didn't make an impression with you, but I think he did make an impression with a lot of people. Because I I mean, I recognized him immediately. I just couldn't place exactly where 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 he was in the first season. I I, at first I was thinking he was with um, the 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 uh, the Hispanic guys that were protecting the hospital with Mm -hmm. the old people in it. Yeah, that the that Glenn was no Glenn wasn't with him anyway. Glenn, um, yeah, but if it was but like, I, that's where I, I was first thinking. I I thought that's where I remembered him first from. But then I remembered uh, that's I remembered scenes of him being around the campfire and talking. So, well, now the speculation is that it could be Morales that is involved in the crossover. Crossover? Mm-hmm. Oh, so oh, geez, I, nah, I doubt that. That'd be boring. I agree. And I, I doubt that. Bringing Morales how would he be? How would he be involved in the crossover? Because it would have been because he's Hispanic. His family could have been down so in Mexico. So he came from he came from Houston Alabama. or whatever, all the way up to Atlanta. He came from Alabama. Yeah. No, 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 no. Why not? Scott's not I'm not buying it. I'm not buying Rosita, it. That's not the crossover. And, that and ain't Abraham the crossover. That's not the crossover. Well, I don't think no. it's the crossover, but it's not out of the question. It could be related to it in the fact that maybe he went to Alabama, picked someone up that is part of the crossover. Oh, yeah. Nah, nah, nah. It's going to be someone, it's going to be someone from <laughs> Walking Dead going to fear. Mm-hmm. It's you not going to be the you, other way you around. Don't, yeah, you don't think that, that Walking Dead would pull someone in from fear at this no. point? No, no because, because the idea is to stir, you're trying to get interest fear. in fear, so you're going to pull somebody from The Walking Dead into fear. Yeah. Okay. And it's going to be so it's, it's going to be Abraham. I mean, because Abraham is incredibly popular, and mm-hmm. and he's a recurring character that that uh, obviously would love to be back in the show. Um, so I definitely think it's going to be Abraham. So you're not going to see like Nick show up at like a campfire, and everybody's like, you have like canned clafter <laughs> clapping going on no, or anything like no, that. Clafter, so. clafter, clafter, clafter. <laughs> <laughs> clapping. What is it you're drinking? I'm thinking can laughter and clapping mixed together. <laughs> clapter. <Laughter. laughs> <laughs> Stu made a new word. Hey, I got all the best words. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. <laughs> but you know, with all this stuff going on with Morales, like Daryl now is Rick's like only hope. To get him out of this situation because Morales is like, I've already called the savior. And Daryl's the only one back. that barely knows where he might be. Exactly. Because he split up with him anyways. Hopefully he finds the big guns and can take him out. Yeah. You yeah. see Daryl holding that baby and killing people yeah. while he's holding the baby. I kind of have a feeling there's going to be more dialogue between Rick and Morales. Yeah. And and, and I don't know. Maybe, maybe I don't know. Maybe Rick's going to talk him out of it. I don't know. We'll have to I, see. From a writing standpoint, I actually thought it was pretty good setup uh, to make Jesus so annoying with how he was saving everybody. Yeah, and then to have Rick kill that guy, mm-hmm. only to find that he probably shouldn't have. Oh, you know, yes. like, you know, right. I mean, just kind of that mm-hmm. twisting, that kind of because emotional of the baby, st- yeah. And then all right. of a sudden, there's a baby there. It's like, uh, cause oh, I, yeah, you could see it he, shook him up. It shook him up pretty bad. When he uh, hung that guy on the uh, bracket in the wall, I was yeah. like, holy shit, because I didn't think he was going to kill him. And all of a sudden it was like, ah, oh, fuck it, I'm just going to kill this guy. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, yeah, because he had him subdued. Yeah. And you like, saw him look over at that bracket. Him out, right. And then he like was like, fuck it, I'm going to 
impale him. Bracket. <laughs> I'm gonna impale him on this. Yeah, bracket. that was. Um, I was like, wow, that took it a little far. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then he walks in the other room. There's a baby, and it's like, oh yeah, he shouldn't have done that. So, but right. that's that's the point. It's like when he sees that mirror above the crib, and he sees mm-hmm. himself yeah, and yep. what he has become. Yep. He's horrified. He sees how horrible he is. If you looked at Rick's group from the outside, flipped it around. And where like we would pretend like Rick's group is kind of like Negan's group, you would think Rick's group was were horrible people because they're just like decimating well, people you know, left they, and right. They and he's got that, a baby at home. Yeah, they did that the same in in a very similar way when they first attacked the satellite people. Yeah, or not the set the guys with the satellite dishes. Right, right, right. You know, remember because it was like oh my god, like they they were brutal killing those people. We even questioned we're like oh my god, but. At the same time, they had all those pictures at the end of the episode of Of Negan smashing people's heads in and stuff like that. You know, and I think also, I think a little bit, um, I think a little bit of Crazy Rick came in there for a moment. Or Fugue Rick. You think? Um, Yeah. I mean, when he saw himself in the mirror, he kind of just kind of lost it. But even the way he reacted to Morales, it was almost like he was coming out of a dream Mm -hmm. for a second because he had to think who he was. Because he says, your name is Morales. Mm-hmm. Which you know, I don't know like, how he grabbed that out of his ass. Well, he's he's a cop. He's made to know. He's supposed to remember people. Um, but yeah, you know. So he was still, I think, pretty shook up over the whole thing. The whole and, audience, seemed and to I be. think he was kind of wondering. <laughs> I, you know, maybe he was even kind of wondering: uh, Is this guy really here, or is Crazy Rick entered the building? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Is he just imagining past people that he had didn't been dealing with? Right. Maybe he is. We Maybe don't he know. Is. Maybe he is. We're going to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to go to our hit or miss segment. Be back in a moment. Okay, we're back, and we're going to do our ever-popular hit-or-miss segment. I know Kim's excited. So, Kim, <laughs> we're going to go to you for your 15 hits, and let's see what we get. I actually have two this time. What? You get one. That's that's you one over one. the limit. I'll do an honorable mention. Okay. Okay. okay all right, fine. so my big hit is all the close-ups, the way they... Introduced the episode and the way they closed out the episode with the close-ups of everyone's faces. I just thought it was really beautiful, actually, the way that all of their emotions play on their faces. And you can tell the struggle that all of them, each individual, is going through about what is right and what is wrong and what is best for the group versus what is best for themselves and to kill or not to kill, and all those different emotions are going on in their brains, and you can just see it all happening on their faces. And I just thought that was a really poignant moment. Yeah. Your, your honorable mention now, or are you going to wait? Oh, wait. Okay, okay. Because I, I actually, even though I said that you only have allowed to have one, I'm, I'm kind of like a toss-up right oh, now. Jeez. Oh, I see. I see. But mine are really quick, really quick. 
first off is the savior that gets the best of Jesus in Terra, which I thought was a great, like really emotional scene. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think uh, probably one of the most emotional scenes of this episode because it completely screws because as a viewer you're kind of believing him too yeah especially right. that he peed his pants and then he comes out and he's like the harshest character mm-hmm. right because he steps on the prenatal not only that stuff. he was so he was so uh specific about how hard it is to pee your pants mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah oh yeah exactly it's like your dick knows you're wearing pants yep <laughs> Um, uh, and then the, the other re- just real quick one is, um, Morgan, uh, going through the hall and just taking everybody out. Like it was a first person shooter game. Oh yeah. It was like everybody popping up. It was like, boom, boom, boom. It's like popping yeah. around every corner. Yep. Exactly. You didn't even see the guys. You saw them come out. You saw him shoot and then someone's body would fall. Yeah. It was like I a mean, dance. Was, yeah. Mm-hmm. It was like all cool. the way down the, the hallway. Um, yep. So, and, and he, his, he was his like own Michael Jordan. He was in the zone. He was in the zone, totally in the zone. But his own confusion in, in that, that dance through the hallway, killing everybody and then popping out in the sunlight. And he's, it's, it's like complete shock of what he's become. Mm-hmm. Cool. What about you, um, Scott? Well, okay. Since you guys all have one A and one B, I'm going to do the same. For me, not my biggest one, but something I really liked was not having those flashbacks and flash forwards mm. during the, during the episode. I kind of liked just going to the action and having everything on real time. Not that I thought that they were bad in the very first episode. I think there's some things that made them intriguing, but I didn't need that, those breaks. I was I liked watching all four groups going after whatever their targets were and keeping that on pace. The other thing. That I love the most though was was Jerry's battle axe. That thing <laughs> oh, yeah, was awesome, right. man. He I kept mean, he taking walkers out with it. Like taking right walkers out. Oh man, hand. yeah. Or the one where he just slashed the guy, and all this gore just goes up against the yeah. side of the building. Yeah, Jerry's battle axe was awesome. So that, he was Jerry's my big awesome. hit. Yep, he was my hit. Kim. All right. So miss? my my honorable mention for the hits. Oh yes. Um, oh, we didn't go to the honorable mention, did we? Nope. Was using the saviors against themselves and mm. pinning them down and letting them turn. Mm-hmm. That's and good. Then, That's good. Yep. Even though they they expelled a lot of bullets, lots of machinery was going off. But um, I'm I'm assuming they still saved a good bit by allowing them to devour themselves. So cool yeah. idea. Yeah. The one thing I got a question about that though is that it's you know. They're attacking this place because they want to get the guns and the ammunition that are there. Mm-hmm. Yet they're expelling ammunition all over the place. Yeah. So like it grows on trees. Yeah. I don't know. Eugene must have been really busy at some point. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah. <laughs> His own little mulleted assembly line. Yeah, before he was a traitor. Yeah. Damn it, Eugene. All right, Kim, how about throwing a miss at us? All right, so my miss is the character of Mara. I don't know if it was bad acting or bad writing, but I thought her character was really weak, very mm, straight, and not dynamic at all. <laughs> oh, stiff. Well, very she stiff. is a stiff now. Yes, she is. She didn't last long. Um, no. I just did not think she was a good character. And if you're going to have somebody that's in control of a bunch of men in the Savior group, I think that you need somebody that's going to be a little bit domineering and mm-hmm. throw her weight around. 
little bit well, more I think, charismatic. I, think, she, I yeah. think they tried to show that by the way she was pistol whipping that guy at the beginning. Um, you know, making him look silly because he had he was not taking everything seriously. Yeah, agree. Um, yeah, yeah that's but a good point. it didn't work. For but me. it didn't pull it off, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, I, I for I agree with you, Kim. My problem with her is that she almost felt like she was there to be a running narrative. Yeah. Of what was happening, and I thought that was a little hokey. Um, the audience can figure it out. Yeah, especially you know? when she's like, "Oh, they didn't need to push back against us." Right. Yeah. No shit. We figured that one out too. Thanks. Oh, what is that behind me? Ah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I thought that was that was unnecessary, and it was actually, you know, it, it kind of uh, was not taking the audience seriously enough to be able to pick up on that stuff. Exactly. So. I think I think that whole scene when you were asking about like what group do you want to would was your favorite to watch that scene at the start I think was probably part of the the weakest part of the episode mm-hmm. because there was that that constant firefight but like Scott said people weren't even getting hit mm-hmm. and then you know the walker started getting up and then she was kind of lame and it, yeah. There's a lot of things that happened there that were just kind of like, meh. But the one thing I liked about it, though, is that I will say this. They started with that scene. And what I, the reason why I like that is because it told me it was a continuation of what happened in the last episode. They went right back into an active battle. They, they didn't start us out in this episode with, like, scouting around a compound like what they did around the, the satellite um, dish place. No, I think they started it out with with the team rolling in and start blowing people away, and I'm glad they did. Like you said, they start they started out with like the kingdom people after that guy had dropped the bomb, mm-hmm. and they're all kind of waking up. It was almost right. like, um, but I'm talking about the action. I I know what you're saying. It was almost like a, um, a Saving Private Ryan kind of storming yeah. the beach scene, right. except you didn't get the thing happening right before it happened, they're all just waking up from it. So you right. don't get, right. like, the boom, yeah. you know, right before it happens. It's a precursor. You, you have to kind of watch it, like, right in succession for you to get that But you, you could tell, though, really, though, when they were getting back to the story itself is when they're rolling in there to blow those people away. And and I thought that was actually good that they did that. I'm, and, I'm no, the point, I'm saying the scene. execution was not well done. No, no, I agree. I don't think I like they. I don't think they executed. Like, I mean, like, there were people like popping up, and they're like, "Oh, that's the enemy." I'm looking over there, behind right. that car. Right. I can see yeah. that other enemy behind that car. I'm not shooting at them, but I see them popping up all over. It's like whack. Yeah, I, I. You're right because I noticed that they have one scene where they show Aaron looking over a car, and Eric is hiding behind another car with a piece of metal bed, and there's like these three savior guys advancing on it. And they're like out in the open, right? And, and Aaron's not blowing these guys away. One guy goes forward and he shoots the metal in front of him. And the guy goes back. You know, I'm, I'm thinking it, it almost looked like weird. Um, the choreography wasn't great. It was weird it framing way. of the camera because mm-hmm. it was you're you're seeing things that you probably shouldn't even be seeing. You know, that's what it felt mm-hmm. like. Like you were watching the the thing being filmed. Right, right. <laughs> Instead yeah. of the actual fight. Yeah. You know, being in the fight. So, yeah, it was a little weird. Yeah. Okay, you have your miss, Scott. You're you're up next. Um, yeah. Um, the one I mentioned a little bit was the fact that when, when Morgan and his crew were outside that door and they opened it up and they shot that guy, they didn't keep shooting. I mean, there was a crowd behind him and they just stopped and the crowd just blew him away. And I'm just thinking... 
Why would you? Why would Morgan at least not keep shooting? They were shooting at a guy, and then they hesitated. Right. As they were shooting a guy. And they I knew. I mean, it was it was like, why would they stop? Mm-hmm. Right. And the if, if they were trying to insinuate maybe that they stopped because they didn't realize there was more than one guy in there, it's silly because they heard conversations with more than one guy. And you also have to imagine this guy was not like five times the size of any other human. No. He's one guy. And you have three people with three different perspectives that are looking at him. They would mm-hmm. not all have the perspective of the camera. Mm-hmm. They would see the other people behind him. Right. Yeah. Before he fell. Easily. Right. And not only that, they were waiting. They were waiting for someone to come to the door and open the door because they heard the other stuff going on. So you've got to be prepared. you got to be thinking in your head, there's more than one guy in there. And so they shoot the first guy and then they stop. And then they then these dudes get blown away. And I'm just like, ah, that, I thought that was a little, a little uh, weak. Agreed. Yeah. All right. But that was that was a setup so that we could see Morgan rise from the dead and go on his killing spree. Yes, and go, he did. Go nuts. Uh-huh. Crazy town Morgan. Crazy town Morgan. Did we, uh, by chance, have any listener feedback? Yeah, so we do have some listener comments tonight. Okay, um, concerning Morales' appearance, Emmeline Veltkamp said, Guys, 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 did you see that? I did not see that coming. <laughs> exactly. She was very excited. Yes. yes. Mark Lavarnway said, "I'm having a hard time again with all the complaining I've heard." This is the comment that Stuart was talking about at the beginning uh, of the episode. Yes. Last year there were so many complaints about all dialogue and no action. Now complaints about action with no dialogue about what the plan is. Watch the show and wait for the plan to be revealed. Geez, I guess most people need the magician to explain each step of his trick as he is doing it. I'm enjoying this season. Love how we may get a reveal a la Ocean's Eleven or Snatch and the sort. Nice. I, I totally agree, Mark. Totally agree. People I think everybody kind of chill out and just enjoy the ride. Yeah. You know? I mean, we can't make everybody happy. That's obvious. But come on. And we obviously have our, our bones to pick with with certain aspects of this episode, but I don't think any one of us would say that that was not a fun ride in that episode. No, we get, I mean, we get to breathe finally after last season, you know, I mean, things are, things are happening that are good. Even the, I mean, the stuff that happened with Rick. Okay. Yeah. He's got some emotional baggage he's got to deal with. Now that he just killed the baby's daddy. Gracie's dad. Yes. Yeah. It looks like, um, (laughs) Rick's daughter might have a sister. Ah, there you go. See a playmate. Yeah. Everybody's going to be it happy. It works out. It's yeah. fine. Winners. Sissy. Everybody's a winner. New sissy. New sissy. <laughs> Except Gracie's dad. But everybody's a winner. All right. <laughs> Rick's never going to be all smile, is he? No. He's always going to be red-eyed. <laughs> Poor guy. And he's got wrestler's hair. I love it. That's Oof. why he's so stressed out at that, that episode from last... I mean, the scenes from last episode where he's, like, all red-eyed. He's like, God damn it, another kid. Yeah. Oh, maybe <laughs> that's true. Right. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, running out of rooms. Yeah. No sleep. Yeah, more mouths to feed. Yep, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> well, Kim, do you have any uh, any news that we might have? I do. So nice. this, this weekend at Walker Stalker, Pollyanna McIntosh, who plays Jadis, announced that she's going to be directing her first movie this December. Janice? Yeah, Janice. 
in, in Stuart's world as Janice. Um, production starts in December, but it's going to be a new horror movie, and she didn't release any details about it. Really? She's doing a horror movie? She's doing a horror movie. Oh, that's hilarious. And she said that um, <laughs> some people that we know might show up on it, um, and that Greg Nicotero is going to help with special effects. Oh, really? Yep. That's awesome. Okay. Mm. Yeah, so that's exciting. She, I mean, she's never. she was a model at one point, but she's never been in any horror stuff besides this, has she? She's been in, like, three different movies, but... I, I mean, don't. is this like a a uh, major studio pickup, or is this like a garage movie that she's making in her I backyard? I don't know. She didn't really say. Did you talk to her about it when you met her? Uh, no, because I didn't know about it at that oh, time. Okay. Right. Stuart. But I did meet her, and let me just say, she's super tall. Yeah. Wow, she's tall. Yeah. And very beautiful, we and did super see that. sweet. Is she? Yeah. She talked to me. She's like, what's your name? And I told her my name. And she's like, are you having fun this weekend? Like, she had, like, a whole conversation with me. She was extremely nice. Which Did you tell her that you were not having fun? No. It was the best time ever. you were angry angry because you weren't at the main stage? (laughs) No. (laughs) (laughs) I was excited because I got to meet her. Nice. The Telltale series is going to be released soon. The whole collection. So if you have not played the Telltale Walking Walking Dead games, you are missing out. Mm. It's an adventure, choose-your-own-adventure type game with Clementine as the main character. And Clementine is voiced by Melissa Hutchison, who is Mm. always at Walker Stalker, and is super, super nice. I've met her a few times. She's tiny. She is very small. She is very small. Stuart, have you played the game? I have not, no. I've played and the first two seasons. I've not played it. It's really good. I guess we need to catch up. Yeah, we, we definitely do. Some of the characters from the TV show and from the comic show up, like Glenn and Herschel. Mm-hmm. They show up in the game. And Melissa uh, does um, uh, Walking Dead cast as well, too, right? Yeah. With Jason? Yeah, she does the Walking Dead cast podcast. Uh, when they do the Fear of the Walking Dead mm-hmm. podcast, I believe. Yep. Yep, they've become friends. So, But the new collection that's coming out is going to be episodes or season one two and three and then also it's going to include um 400 days and the michonne series mini series so it's going to be like this huge collection of all the telltale games and then it's going to be released on um digitally digitally and playstation 4 and xbox one so that comes out december 5th so that'd be a great christmas present mm-hmm. Stuart. for scott for scott oh <laughs> And then are we still doing that? The present thing? We are. Okay. I expect big stuff. I thought once you hit like four no. kids or something no. like that, you didn't no, have to no. do presents no. for no. the wife. No, huh? that's when you have to give presents to the wife. Yeah, like it's a lot presents. more presents now. Yeah, because I've birthed all of your children. What are you, an idiot? Seriously. What do you think? Yeah, that would be a yes. <laughs> but they're going to start <laughs> producing season four pretty soon. And Gary Witta from Rogue One Star Wars. Okay. Is going to be writing the game. Okay. So that's going to be nice. so exciting. Because he was part of the season one for the game. And then, finally, one of my favorite podcasts ever is now out in a TV show. And I wanted all of you to know about it because I want you to check it out. It's called The Lore Podcast. And Lore is produced and written by Aaron Menke. And he started out doing it as a way to pretty much publish his stories that he had written. But 
it's now turned into a TV series and a book and like this whole thing. But lore talks about the true stories behind um, folklore and haunted stories. Yeah, like horror stories that you've heard. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've seen that. I saw the very first episode. Werewolves got their start and all that stuff. Yeah. And and the TV show goes a little bit further by going into um, uh, animated stories and yeah, I think stories. isn't the it, the first episode's about being buried alive or something like that. Yes. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and right. and they're all based on on previous podcast episodes. Yeah, and so, he still reads them. Mm. Yes, and he still reads them. But the cool thing is that the Lord TV show, which you can find on Amazon Prime, is produced by Gail Ann Hurd from The Walking Dead. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. Well, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, if you've been on um, iTunes at all, you'll see Laura. I mean, they advertise. They had Laura's always like one of the main ones that you see in the podcast section uh, 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 on there. Gotcha. But because it's popular, a lot of people like uh-huh. it. It's hugely I popular. get kind of annoyed by the way he reads. He does pause a lot. Yeah, it's a lot of pausing. It's a lot of weird. His delivery is a little weird, His but I can't inflections. I, I mean, I don't want to be too critical because my own delivery is not that great. <laughs> <laughs> but um but yeah it, it kind of it's a it's a little hard harder for me to follow i think whereas i love them yeah and the podcast comes out every monday with a new story yeah. so mm-hmm. check it out he's lore super, podcast he's super popular people love the guy well let me ask you this you know one thing we didn't mention is what about the latest installment of machete oh, oh. yeah the red machete red handle machete <sighs> You know, not a lot happened on that one this time. No, I agree. Didn't I wasn't really quite sure us too much. what happened, to tell you the truth. There really wasn't much to it, was there? No. I'm waiting for the machete to start talking. That's like, not going to happen, Stuart. The, the guy picked up the machete, and there were some glances back and forth, and that was about all we got. He opened Maybe. a beer with it. Maybe <laughs> that'll make some sense or something. I machete don't looked a little cooler. It had like a serrated edge on the back. Which I haven't seen mm-hmm. machete with that. It but. was a bit dirty. Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't believe the guy the, in the first episode where he's w- trying to get the wrapper off of it. And so where they didn't slice his hand up on that bad boy. I know. That would have been me. Next week on The Walking Dead, Season 8, Episode 3, Monsters. Uh, conflict with the Saviors leads to unintended consequences for the hilltop, the kingdom, and Alexandria. Morality proves tricky in wartime. Sounds like uh, Jesus is getting more involved again. <laughs> yep. Morality? Morales? Morales. Who? No, that, I'm sure that has <laughs> nothing to do with it. But <laughs> Stuart, that that's, just, there, that's just terrible. All right. No, I'm sure that Jesus gathering all those saviors together in one spot is going to bite him in the ass. This is where, like, the phrase Jesus is like. I know. It's like, yeah. Jesus, what the fuck are you thinking? Stop, Jesus. He does have pretty eyes, though. Gorgeous. Yeah. Gorgeous eyes. And long, flowing hair. Yeah, I think, you know what, if if Eric kicks off, then, uh, you know, maybe something with Aaron. Aaron's set up, I guess. Yeah, so so we're coming right off of Walker Stalker Atlanta. We had a fantastic weekend. All Mm -hmm. of us were there. Um. Didn't get to see as many celebrities this year as I have in the past, mostly because I was on the main con floor panel stage instead of the main panel stage. Um, 
But I did see Andy Lincoln's panel on Sunday after, Sunday morning, and I saw Ash versus the Evil Dead, which was really awesome. Um, everybody was up there, including Lee Majors. Bruce Campbell was not up there. Including Lee Majors. Lee Majors was up there. <laughs> Bruce Campbell was not up there? Bruce Campbell was not up but there. But he did, he did like his own specialty thing. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. I mean, he did a for game God's sakes, night. why would he not be on that panel? Know, I'm confused by that, too. He's there. Well, at that point, he was actually doing... Pictures, photo ops. Mm, okay. But still. But yeah. Lee Majors, he's looking pretty fine for whatever age really? he is. Well, they had to stretch him. Yeah, they stretched him big time. <laughs> he I seems kept really... waiting for your big snap as he broke back. <laughs> you know, he reminded me of my grandpa up there. He like. <laughs> Why, was your grandpa a mummy? No, but <laughs> he's definitely <laughs> taken on the grandpa persona. Like, he's very, like. Not with he's the, cute the way he answers Come on, questions. he's walking around in a silk he's shirt. He's like, way back in the day when I did the $6 million man. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> he did talk about that. I wanted to yell, hey, are you as fast as you used to be? With those bionic legs? He said, no, 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 majors. God help us. But I also saw Tobin Bell from Saw. He played Jigsaw. Okay. Yep. And he talked about, because I think they're on, like, Saw 8, right? Wow. It's really? Saw, Saw 17. And they, wow. one Saw of the people in, in the audience asked if they were going to do another one. And he said, which I thought was very interesting. Why the hell that not? The producers always look at what their audience reaction is first before they decide if they're going to do another one. And then uh. if it's. If, if if it has a good reception, they they're like. Sure, I think they look. I think they look and see if uh, anybody went to see it and it sold any tickets. Then they decide if they want to go do it. Well, it seemed pretty popular this weekend. Yeah, it so was. I mean, I, I agree with you. There was it. It was surprisingly one of the highest attended lines I saw to meet yeah. actors. I was kind of like, really? Yeah, I, I saw. Know. I know. With all the other ones. It was bigger than Jeffrey Dean Morgan's crowd, for God's sakes. There was a little kid there dressed up like Jigsaw. Yeah. Lee Majors didn't have anybody waiting to meet him. Did he not? No. I was going to say. I would have totally been in his line. It was Lee Majors. It's the fall guy. He's so cute. (laughs) He's so cute. (laughs) If Heather Thomas had been there, it would have been my my Mm. Seriously. Good point. (laughs) But it was a fantastic weekend. I got to meet uh, Pollyanna McIntosh. I got to meet um, Kari Payton. Uh, Cooper, Cooper Andrews, and um, who else did yeah. I meet? You got some cobbler. Oh, Stephen Ogg. Yeah, Stephen Ogg signed mm-hmm. your shirt. I saw Austin Emilio. They were trying to figure out dinner for plans for the night. Mm-hmm. So it was good. We had fun getting together with the other some other podcasting people. Yeah, we had our listener meet up on Saturday night, and a bunch of the other podcasters were there. Chris Fairhurst from The Talking Dead and his wife Jason Kabasi. So yeah, we had a good time. And then I got to do the panel on Sunday. Yes, then Kim was on a panel. With Chris panel. and Jason. And yes. Blake Garris from the Marvel Podcast mm-hmm. and Elizabeth from Brains Gone Bad. They were all on the panel with me. And we had a really good discussion going with the audience about season eight and where we expect it to go. And then also about the season eight premiere. And the, the audience had some really great questions for us and vice versa. So it was a lot of fun and I hope I can do it again sometime. So, it was a great weekend. Oh, and we talked to Greg Nicotero in the hallway. Oh, yeah, Greg Nicotero. That's yeah, right. He stopped me to ask for directions. <laughs> <laughs> I think he, uh, yeah. 
<laughs> he stopped to say, so where are we going? He said, He's so trying to find going? the party, said, man. I'm going home. I said, I'm going home to go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where you're going. <laughs> so... Anyways, it was a fantastic weekend. So next year, if you guys can make it to Walker Stalker Atlanta, I highly suggest that you try to do it because the Atlanta show is the biggest of all of the Walker Stalkers, and it's the only one besides London that Andrew Lincoln shows up to. Oh, is that true? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know. He he has a house in Georgia, though, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. All the big ones do. All that the big actors. Sense. That makes sense. Okay. Yeah. And he's very much a family man, so that's why he only comes to two. Except for killing people's parents. Yeah, that part. Yeah. That part's yeah. not so good. So, well, it still makes him a family man. So if you would like to write in to us, you could reach us at fearmepodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at fearmepod and on Facebook at facebook.com slash fearmepodcast and on the web at fearmepodcast.com. And I'm thinking, guys, if you want to call in to us and have your comments read live, if you have a smartphone, you can record your voice on your phone and then email it to us at fearmepodcast at gmail.com. And then we can play that on the podcast. Thank you for listening. Good night. Good night, everybody. Generals gathered in their masses Just like witches at black masses Evil minds that plot destruction Sorcerer of death's construction In the fields of bodies burning Machine keeps turning Death and hatred to mankind Poisoning their brainwashed minds